Welcome back to Daytime on Rogers TV. You can find us at RogersTV.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter at Daytime London. Uh, the moral of the story is behind every great company, there is usually a few colossal failures. <laughs> the book is called Fail Fast, Succeed Faster, and the author is Sunil Godsey, who joins us in the daytime studio. Sunil, thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much for inviting me. I appreciate uh, it. That, that really is the, the moral b behind success, is it not? That Absolutely. You really, uh, most of the most successful companies in Canada, or even in the world, do have a couple of really big failures. Absolutely, and it's really those learning those lessons from those failures that have actually moved them forward. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's many, many successful companies today. Uh, and in fact, when I went on the journey of doing the interviews, I've got some emails and phone calls almost right away because they really wanted to contribute to this book. Many people ask them about their successes, such as Bruce Crocs and Jim Living, but not too many people ask them about their failures. <laughs> I think it was, it's brilliant how you gave real stories of people talking about failure. I mean, that just makes it come alive. How did you decide who to, to feature? Well, initially I needed to get some big names to make sure that this was a value, valued topic. And so two of the, well, three of the big ones initially were Pierre Morissette, CEO of Weather Network, mm -hmm. uh, Larry Rosen, who's very, very tough to get to, and Bruce Croxon. Mm -hmm. And once I got those three, uh, and, and I remember Larry Rosen had a huge list of things why he should be in the book, and three weeks later I was sitting in his uh, office doing the interview. And so, okay, I've got some really interesting people here that really want to talk about this. And then I just went through my Rolodex, expanded it, and went through big companies such as McDonald's and Facebook, all the way to the small mom and pa shops that have lost their savings or have gone bankrupt. Uh, but they wanted to be in this book because they didn't want others to go through the same headaches and hassles and failures that they did. Well, isn't that kind of, uh, doesn't that kind of go against what you're saying, though? I mean, obviously, these people don't want to see you fail, but mm -hmm. at the same time, their failures were a big part of the recipe of their success. So mm -hmm. how, how, do we, how do we balance those two? It's a very, very tough balance. And what, what comes to mind is, is a lot of the lessons in this. And so there's a couple of things. Prepare for those that have failed and take a look back. And in fact, I've had a couple of people who have read the book and have either not got into business or changed their business model because of some of the issues in there. Um, and so that's the failure part. The other one is you're actually going to go through some business hurdles anyways. It's inevitable. Mm -hmm. And that's just a part of reality. So if you have in, infor information such as in a book like this, or you can actually talk to a mentor or go through some of the other things that I suggest in the book, you should have an easier time getting through those hurdles. Is one of the, is one of the biggest failures, and, and did you see a trend, um, people who just weren't prepared? You, you mentioned you know, people who read the book and then just don't go into business because maybe they realize after reading it what's involved and mm -hmm. they may have just blindly gone into it mm -hmm. completely not prepared. Is that where a lot of the failures come from, lack of preparedness? There's, uh, the, the thing is that there's no one golden rule and there's no one golden theory. And I get this question a lot. So what's <laughs> the theory? And, and there's a reason why there's 75 stories here and why there's 268 business executives that I've, that I've interviewed, as every story has a different, uh, different lesson in it. Um, the three key lessons that I believe, well, four, I would say, was the biggest thing is get a mentor and get a qualified one. Get somebody who's going to really ask those tough questions. Uh, the second thing is you are going to fail. And you have to learn to live with that failure, not carry the baggage, and move on. And the third one would be use your intuition. And a number of the executives actually tapped into their intuition uh, and have really kind of moved on. And the fourth one is passion. Make sure it's right passion, not blind passion. Hmm. 
And a theme I um, saw was people surrounding yourself, the mentor, but as well your business partners, mm -hmm. and and making you know really good choices and probably using that intuition um, with uh, who you work with, who you choose to be Absolutely. your mentor. Absolutely, and it's very important to select that mentor uh, really properly because there's a lot of friends and family that'll say, you know, that's a great idea, or I'll buy your product or, or service. And they often don't, or you know, they don't want to hurt that individual. When in fact, it's not really a great business idea; it's just an idea. Mm -hmm. And who's your mentor? My mentor. <laughs> well, I've got several. So for the book, there were three: uh, Terry Fallis is one, a Canadian best-selling author; uh, David Chilton um, as well, um, and uh, Bruce Croxon came on a little bit later. Uh, and so all of them liked the, the love the theme of the book. Um, I actually got knows a lot from the publishers. Uh, and uh, some people at some of the academic institutions say, well, you know, nobody's going to talk to you, they're not going to get any data. Uh, and I said, I don't think so. I think there are a <laughs> lot of people that really want to talk about mm -hmm. this. And when I started, you know, phoning and making these interviews, it just exploded. And wow. there were so many people that wanted to talk about this topic. What, did you come across anybody that said, no, I done, never failed, so... There's no. one. <laughs> There's one individual that, that did have that. No, I've never failed in anything. And so I was relaying this to Louis Legacy. Louis Legacy is a, a multi-billionaire in, in uh, Quebec. And he said... Oh, Man, you know that guy's. There's, there's a big rock that's going to come and hit him, uh, because if you really believe that you've never failed at anything, there's, there's something, there's something wrong. With so you. The, the, the moral there is, if you think you haven't failed, you just haven't failed yet. Or it's not big enough for you to really, really smart. Exactly. So. The book is called Fail Fast, Succeed Faster. We're going to continue our conversation with Sunil Godsey, the author of the book, When Daytime Returns. Stick around. We'll be right back. We are in conversation about this uh, wonderful book, Fail Fast, Succeed Faster. If you are a small businessman, if you are a uh, medium business or you're thinking about getting into business, you need to read this book first, Fail Fast, Succeed Faster. The author, Sunil Godsey, joining us. Sunil, is there a particular story? You mentioned there's 75 different stories right. in this book. Is there a particular story that, that you really do enjoy and one that you really like to, to pass along? The, the beauty of this is every single story was really unique. And it was when I went back to actually do the, the writing after transcribing the, the audio, going back and hearing most of the stories was just absolutely captivating because every story was really, really unique. Now, there's a few that I do share when I do talk, mm -hmm. uh, particularly the, the one with McDonald's of, of kind of really knowing your customer. There are a lot of people that think that they know who the customer is in their, because they love a product or service. That may not actually be the right customer. Uh, another one with uh, G4S Securities, where the CEO, uh, Jean-Pierre, woke up, was woken up before 4 a.m. in the morning, and five of his security guards, four were shot, three dead, and uh, at that moment, he understood why he was in business. And he understood everything about values and communication and doing the right thing, hmm. not just what the lawyers and, and all the media people wanted, but what he wanted to do, which is take care of the families. And that's very, very important is, is really, really know why you're in business. Because if you don't, these hurdles are going to be a bit, bit higher for you to, to jump over, possibly. Hmm. Uh, it seems to me that that just goes right back to what you were talking about, you know, following your intuition. And right. And how important is that? Very, very important. And there's so many factors that come into play. Everybody's advice, uh, the ego, what we call the chattering mind. And in fact, there's a second book that's coming up on intuition later this fall mm -hmm. uh, as a result of this. And those who are successful or found where they wanted to be, and success is not measured by dollars. Success is measured by what you want success to be. And if you answer that honestly, intuition, if you can tap into it, will get you there. I'm glad you mentioned that because um, did you see some of those mistakes, people just chasing dollars? I mean, is it a good reason to go into business simply to make money? 
That is the absolute worst. If you take care of the inputs, the outputs will, will take care of themselves. You need to go into business because there's a passion, you fill a need, you have a really good idea that solves a problem, mm -hmm. and that's why you go into it. If you're not passionate about it, if you're just looking at the end goal, you're not going to succeed, absolutely not. So you mentioned mentors as well, and um, was that something that you got from uh, from these interviews? Were these people talking about, uh, gosh, I really wish I had had a good mentor when I was starting my business? Absolutely. There's some that, that actually relied on their mentors, some that didn't. Some that had, ment had mentorship from great, great people, uh, and they decided to ignore it. And when they did, their product fell apart. So here's a case where you've got, and the Chuck Allen story in the book talks about the great product. They actually had investors were, that were going to put, be putting in a couple of million dollars, mm. but it was this ego that got in. And despite Chuck Allen telling them, listen, I think you should go this way, they ignored that advice. And two years later, nobody's heard about them. Wow. So here's a great business idea that would have changed uh, the, the business landscape in a certain industry. Gone. Wow. All because of ego. Ego didn't listen. Hmm. So when, when you do talk to these people, are they then uh, planning to, to kind of trickle that mentorship down? Are, were you talking to a lot of people who are now thinking, what I've learned, I really want to pass that on, obviously through the book, but right. are they working as mentors themselves now? Some of them have come forward and said that they'd like to get involved in yeah. either the mentorship role or if there's any, any business ideas that they're looking at that are vetted through me. They really w do want to get involved. And I think a lot of that has come from the fact that they actually really resonate well with the, the theme of this book. Uh, and you can tell in the passion and the excitement when we have the interviews. Uh, and again, how quickly it, it takes uh, for them to get back to me. Uh, some people who are absolutely busy got back to me within a day. Uh, <laughs> Kevin O'Leary's brother, Sean, uh, or sorry, Shane, 46 seconds. He's back. <laughs> 46 he, and, seconds. And, and he wow. was in Brazil. He was itching to tell his he was story. Itching. Absolutely, absolutely. Which I, th I find interesting because you would think that uh, after, a su after a success, obviously you want to tell everybody about it, but after yeah. a failure, wouldn't you just want to slink into a hole and disappear right. for a while? Well, the, the interesting thing, when Bruce Croxton came, he actually personally endorsed the book. Uh, he, when we talked first about coming on as a mentor, helping out with the book, I asked him about his failures, and he actually sat for a minute or a minute and a half and thought. <laughs> and when he did, he said, you know what, the, the fail failure that he had, and he had a several, cost him a couple of million dollars, a million dollars a month, yeah. and he had to come back and fire somebody. Uh, but it was his failures uh, that if they, he had not corrected that, Lava Life may not be, have been sold at some point. Yeah. Well, so then what is it that allows people, allows these people to, to overcome those failures? Because I'm sure for, for the 75 stories that are in here, there are millions of stories of people who failed right. and just walked away. So well, what sets those people apart? Well, a lot of it comes down to those three key lessons. The first thing is get your mentor. And who's that mentor? Who are you going to really lean on? Uh, the failures happened. They get over it. And they recognize that this is just a normal part of what's going to happen. And the third thing is really trust that intuition. Mm -hmm. What is your gut feeling? Tell, what's your gut, your gut telling you? Move in that direction and take all that ego away. Okay. Uh, I'm setting up a business. Um, I'm, uh, I've got a great idea. Yep. I don't want it to fail. So where do I get the book? The book, you can uh, order it online at failfastsucceedfaster.com. It's also available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, ChappersIndigo.ca. Perfect. So many opportunities to get it. Absolutely. And not fail. Go Absolutely. Use the advice of people who have. Sunil, pleasure to meet you. Thank, Thank you, you so much, much for this. Appreciate you stopping by. Thank you. Once again, that website is failfastsucceedfaster.com to get the book.